You're just like your father. You're lazy. You're never gonna be more than lazy. You can't do this. You're gonna fail at everything. You don't know anything. You're fat. You're stupid. Why do you even bother to try? Why You're a worthless pizza. You're a failure. Who do you think you are? We believe we come here to participate in the fullness of the human experience. Since our inception on this earthly plane, we are told what to believe in our limitations. A great deal of human sorrow is a feeling of incompleteness brought about by limited thinking of our divine potential. The time has come to awaken to consciousness and become multi-dimensional beings and become one with the multiverse of creation, following the fire within, guided by our pyro compass. Hi, welcome back. This is John. Hi, I'm Brian. And this is Pyro Compass. Today we're hoping to touch on things that we probably experience as, as kids. And it's probably not just us. I think there's a lot of people that have experienced this. I'm thinking of when I was a child and I'd be in bed at nighttime. And I used to see things that come in. I always thought they were ghosts. And? And I remember them coming in over to the bed. And then I was paralyzed and I couldn't move. And I couldn't even scream. So you're vocally paralyzed? Everything. Physically. Vocally. Like a whole body shut down? Everything shut down. And I was petrified. And as soon as they touched me, no, I, would be they, kind of, I would, whoever it was, I would become unconscious. Really? Un- yeah, unconscious. unconscious. Don't remember anything. As soon as I was touched, it was like blank. Out. And from that, when did you realize that you could talk again and move? Next morning. There was no memory of it at all. Other than the initial part. So is this when you first went to bed? Um... <laughs> Depends. I had an early curfew. How old were you when it started? Gosh, I couldn't even tell you. Under 10. Okay. All right. No memories of what happened afterwards? No memories. But I do remember my brother at one point. And he was in a crib, but he could still talk. So he was well into three. And I remember... So he either really talked young or was really slow getting out of the crib? Didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> no, but if you're the mature one, you're staying in the crib. <laughs> he peed the bed a lot. No, I'm joking. Um, but I do remember this one night. There was this figurine that that bent over. It looked like a ghost. It had like the sheet. It looked really looked like a sheet from my perspective in a dark room. And I remember it bending over his crib. Like I said, he was old enough to talk. And he said, "Get out!" And uh. How old would you say he was at this point? Three, so maybe I was ten. All right, all right. But I remember that, and because I, I couldn't, I couldn't move because I was still paralyzed. So this thing paralyzed you and went to your brother's crib. Yep. So all you, all you could do was watch. Yep. Did you get a sense whether it was something good or bad? Oh, it was a fear, always a fear. And as I got older. Because, you know, your parents will tell you it's all you're just dreaming. It's just a dream. Oh, it's all in your head. It's all in your head, exactly. And uh, as I got older, and did have more experiences like that where I was paralyzed. You don't forget it, and you know it wasn't a dream. So it makes you wonder, okay, first I thought it was ghosts. I mean, as a kid's mindset, you would think it's a ghost. But as an adult, you're thinking, is this an alien? Is this a black ops, co- you know, project where the government's taking you and performing experiments on you well as you get older you had a uh, you told me about a dream that you had one time about the place you lived at about the government coming in picking you up in helicopter 
That was a dream, yeah. Yeah, as, as an adult. Correct. Could you go into more detail about that dream? That was just, that was more like a, it almost felt like a prophecy dream. What was the prophecy? I don't know. It was like everything was falling apart and I had to go with them. But why were they coming for you? I don't know why. It's just I knew I had to go and I didn't even fight it. I knew I had to go. Did you pack? Did you? No, it was pretty much like, it's happening, you gotta go now. And it was like, out the door. <laughs> and you didn't ask any questions? I didn't. It's up, some part of me knew I had to go and there was no fighting, which is not in my nature. Usually I would fight and argue. Wow, well, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You like things planned out. I do, I do. Well, another experience I had, and this is probably six years ago, I was in bed, a previous home, and I am having that paralyzed feeling coming out of a dream, but I can hear a man and a woman's voice, and the woman said, I want to look around, and the guy said, he's waking up, we have to go. Really? And I'm fighting it, and I'm fighting everything I possibly can do. To get my strength back. And I finally get control of my body and I can move. And I jump right up. Of course, nothing is there. No one's there. But it was such a creepy feeling knowing that I was being restrained. And it brought me back to that childhood feeling where I couldn't move. Well, you've always told me you don't like to be restrained. Oh, is, I hate it. Does this all go back to and your sure, childhood sure and that paralysis? Sure a lot of it does. I can see why that would make anybody not want to be restrained. Do you have any experiments, experiences like that that you want to share? Yeah, well, I can share. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, no, I had a lot of the same stuff you're kind of talking about. Um, when I was younger, I would you know see things coming through my room. Sometimes it'd be like a black shadow, which I still see even now. Sometimes, yep. I don't know if it's followed me or if it's a different one, but uh, black shadows. Um, but I know that there was nights that it was actually more active, and on those nights that they were more active. My father thought it was fun, apparently. You know how they use the needle and thread when to see if it's a boy or a girl when your mother's pregnant? Yep. Well, I'm a boy. And he, for some reason, thought he should check over my belly with that. And it seemed like those nights were more powerful. I would see more things. So was he tapping into like your belly energy to get a reading like you had some... You were like a conduit to another realm? I almost feel like I've had some sort of DNA implant... Or part of the DNA has been activated. I don't know. And I have a reason for that. Well, we talked about that in a few previous episodes about your father being in the military. Yes. Um, can you talk about, like, as a young child, just people you met? Sure. Um, he'd bring you in and you'd shake hands. Yeah. Um, there's Fort Governors. Fort Devens, right? Fort Devens in Massachusetts. Um, my father made me go when I was like 10. I brought my best friend John with me and it was great. We got kind of cool. I really didn't want to go, but we got there and um, a military guy came up to me and he wasn't like, an he was an officer. He wasn't like an MP and uh, asked me my name and I shook his hand and did my stance the way I was taught and uh, from there he uh, said, I need you to come with me. And I said, yes, sir. Can my friend come? He said, sure. So we went and uh, we got to this room in this building. And he told my friend, he said, this is as far as you can go. So I don't remember anything in the room that happened. I don't remember. Yeah, what I remember is coming out of the room and my friend still being there waiting for me. So you had memories prior to the room. And after. Nothing in the room, but after. After, yeah. Yeah, because we went outside and he was, uh, it was an active military base. 
he was still in in duty the whole thing. Can you tell me some of the people that you might have met over? I mean, Governor Dukakis. Met, shook his hand. His energy's horrible. You know, it, it really is. I could tell that from TV. But. <laughs> he wasn't just a bad governor. Like um, his energy was dark. Um, God, there were so many. I don't know if I can remember the names because you remember when this was all happening to me. I was between eight and twelve years old. Um, Your father knew who? Yeah. Oh, my. My my father was put in. My father was always told the story that there were six people that were put into a special ops program and in this ops program there were six people and they went on this mission and this mission was uh, never to be discussed completely classified and uh he that's all he would ever say about that whole thing and he said that he had left a tape for when he was passed on that everybody could play it in the family and listen to what actually happened well the tape came up missing so nobody ever got to hear what happened nobody knows the actual story about this but um, three of the six people that went through whatever this special program was all ended up, three or three, half of them ended up getting stomach cancer from whatever happened. Um, three of them had surgery. My father had a majority of his stomach cut out. And then the interesting part was my father was a studier of things. And, and I don't even like my dad, but he was very good at studying. Anyways, he was supposed to take this medication, and he dropped it on the floor, and it went into cement, and he said, I'm not putting that in my body. The liquid turned into cement. It did. Um, this is before I was born. I've heard all the story. Um, so, he, yeah, when he did that, it turned to cement, and he didn't put it in his body, and he was the only person to survive that surgery. Okay, I want to touch on something that when you were a baby... If you just found this out recently, what had happened from your sister, according to her. Correct. That you didn't have veins in your... Uh, supposedly, I was born without veins in my arms. In your legs, I assume, too? My ankles. Ankles, okay. So you've had these scar marks since you were a kid on your side of your elbows? Or... The inside of my elbows on both arms is still the most visible on the inside. And on, and on your ankles? Inside of my ankles. Okay. Uh, before I go into that any further, um, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, about this, I've been trying to find answers. So please leave a comment if you have any idea. Uh, I feel like it's military induced. You've gone to the hospital itself and they have no record of it. Mass General in Boston. And they have no record of it. Right. And then that's where it was all done. And I've been down and asked about this and they said they've never seen anything like it. They don't know what it is. And, and you met a gentleman this summer who told you he's only seen one other guy? Yeah, like it was that. overseas, yep. One other person. And it was overseas because he noticed the marks in my arm right away. Yeah. I almost think he was looking. Almost. Well, that's where I'm leaning towards that. It's, didn't your father know George Bush? My father beat up George Bush as he did in high, in, in high school. Was it down at Kennebunk where they were living? It was. <laughs> It was. He knew George Bush. Yes, he did. Um, I don't know, he was never proud of that, though. Did uh, he beat him up? No, he was proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's in the family. <laughs> Some people need their clock. <laughs> you, you know, you can't be wound too tight, but, you know, there's so many awesome things that are going on. But the, just the fact of being told that I was born without veins in my arms and stuff, and I died three times um, as a baby... And then I was 10 pounds, 8 ounces when I was born. 
told I was premature and was thrown in an incubator and my mother couldn't touch me for two weeks. I wasn't held, supposedly, for two weeks by my mother. And the strange thing for this is I'm wondering is when they cut me open into my arms. Now, I'm 46 years old or will be next month. And these are, John can see them, but they're prevalent. You can see them across the room. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're a baby, things heal fast. When you're a kid, things heal fast. These have been in my whole, whole life, so they're still there. I'm just holding my arms out to let John looks like I want a hug. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you for tolerating that. Uh, but so, yeah, no, you have the you have that you know that thought runs through my head is why won't these heal? Is there still something in there? Are they not supposed to heal? I find it funny that you were supposedly premature, but ten pounds. I mean, it's a big off, almost eleven, a big preemie. So I'm thinking when I was, in, I'm thinking you're correct. I'm thinking while I was in the incubator, it wasn't so much that there was something that I was premature. I'm thinking it was to get me used to this atmosphere, stratosphere, whatever you know, however you want to look at it. Because maybe I'm off the wall, but is it the the military has some sort of other species DNA that they inflicted in me by having to cut so deep that it's never healed. No, you've always been different. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> but in a lot of different ways. I mean, just the way you think. But you and I are different in the same way. It's like the reptilian eyes that you have. John's eyes will... He's lying. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> He does look... <laughs> I'll be good. Uh, I was going to be funny there, John. That's right. But uh, no, um, his eyes will have these quick reptilian look and then they'll bounce right back to the human. And we were just listening to... Well, John thought he sent me a podcast, but it ended up being a different one. And what it was great what I was listening to because they were talking about how uh, these two planets later on are going to fight and the reptilian beings as opposed to the humanoids are much more the aggressives. They they pretty much went to the planet and said, which found out later on is Mars. They were mining and stuff there, and they said, you know, let us run this show or we will just take it over. And they basically turned the humanoids into slaves. And during that process, uh, they started a war. And, and the final outcome of this is the humanoids basically nuked their planet and destroyed it. And so with that being said, you know, John's reptilian eyes, when they bounce out, and I've seen it, it's like, I also see something else. Well, I've had a dream, which I thought was a really interesting dream. I was somewhere, I don't know where it was, and I was had my joking personality, and I'm talking to these humanoid beings, but they were not human, and it wasn't like the greys, they were tall. And I remember they had these long chins. And I'm joking, and I'm hustling around with them. And, uh... We had a caller calling in, but <laughs> we're not quite ready for that yet. Um, and they, as I'm talking to them, they turn around with a mirror, and they show me my reflection. And I'm in the same body that they are. Same different the same species is this are. a reptilian though i wouldn't know what you'd call it it was more rugged human rugged than a human being what about were the eyes almost slit i remember the eyes i just remember my jaw touching my jaw and in no way i could feel it and it's like this is so cool and it, it, like that i was one of them and i thought i thought i was just talking to them 
but there's so much work here done. The first thing that I, I grab onto when you say that is you're shown in a mirror. I was shown, they showed me my reflection in a mirror. Mirrors reveal everything. They actually make it so that, well, you pointed out to me one time, I never realized this, that, you know, they never cure. That's interesting. The glass doesn't, it's always curing. Because ev everywhere else that you look as well with mirrors is, uh, that's when, if you're watching any horror movie, you know, they open a medicine cabinet, they close the medicine cabinet, and all of a sudden there's a ghost there, and they turn around, it's not there when they look, but it's in the mirror. Well, it's funny about the whole experience about that alien form. It almost makes you wonder, it's like, was my consciousness dumped into another vessel? Like maybe I was being channeled from another planet, and they... Do you think, you think about that? You think about that with like Avatar. All they're doing is jumping consciousness, taking that person's essence, you know, and putting it into a new vessel. And in the process going into a different world. Exactly. So do you think that another planet is another dimension? Or is it the same dimension, another vessel? Couldn't tell you. I need a little more than this. Come on, work. I, I, I don't know. I have no preconceived notion. No, of that. I'm just kidding. It's hard. It's hard yeah. to figure this out. It's uh, it's interesting. I mean, it was the same being inside. It was still me. But so you felt like you. You had your memories. Oh yeah. Well, I don't. I obviously knew what I looked like until they showed me a different look, and it was weird. But all right. So when? How long were you there? Couldn't tell you. I, I can only tell you what I remember. Maybe three minutes worth. Okay, so when you t when they took the mirror away, did you still like touch your face? Yeah, yeah, and that's where the dream ended. But it felt nothing like your face. But no, no, I, I was feeling like I was in somebody else's body. It was the weirdest thing. No, that's not weird. That's cool. That's very cool stuff right there. But it makes you think. You know, if somebody's channeling some entity, why? I mean, you're inviting, invoking your spirit into yourself. How do you know that? I wasn't invoked from another realm and in somebody else's body. Well, that kind of goes into Wicca. When you talk about invoking, because yeah, you're always invoking spirits. But to actually make the spirit part of your own, at least for a temporary Correct. To time. work, do your work, you know, or help you, right? Now, I got a question for you, John. Based on that podcast I heard, it was called Remote Viewing, is this the program that they worked, and... They talked about being able to tell what the news is, um, what's going to be in the news a month from now. I believe that. With over a 90% statistic rate of accuracy of what's going on. I think time is an illusion. So do you think that Mars is, is going to be habitable? Oh, gosh. Elon Musk wanted to go there. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's habitable now. I think there are Earthlings on it. Well, we know we've got... I should say humans, not earthlings. That was a different terminology Earth, for me. No, actually, I think you're tapping into your uh, alien side. And your alien side is good. Um, there's something John wanted me to bring up, and I'm going to real quick on this. I want to uh, just touch base. Uh, when my dad got out of the military and stuff, he, by the way, had two honorable discharges, which I thought was always interesting. But he had to go to the VA in Springfield, Massachusetts, and we'd be in the elevator going up, and every time I, I would notice that the 13th floor would light would never light up, and it would just skip in the elevator. One day I asked him, again, I'm like 10, how come? And he tells me that's because that's where JFK is. And he was dead serious. Like, there was no joke to this thing. He said, he told me he wasn't dead. This was back in the 80s. You know, uh, maybe he is now. Uh, maybe he was then. I'm just 
But my father wasn't the type of a BS person like that, though. Who's to say? I mean, even movie stars have doubles. How do we know there wasn't a double in there? Maybe there was an attempt on his life. They knew about it and they threw in a double. Actually, that's that'd be genius. There's been a lot of electronic activity going on. Um, crazy electronic. And some spiritual stuff. Um, and I'm going to actually start this off with John. I'd like him to explain a couple nights he had to deal with uh, trying to sleep. I was sleeping. I just kept waking up. My mind was going, 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 like it was being pulled somewhere. Um, could not sleep. It went on for like three and a half hours, right up to midnight. And I got up. Well, I got up. I was in bed, and my shoulders were freezing. And it wasn't that cold in yeah. here. A piece of furniture that provides a place to sleep, including a heart, often wood or metal, raised platform and a mattress, larger than a cot. Okay, this is the electronic stuff we're talking about, okay? Lexa just went off for no reason. We didn't say a word anywhere as near close to nope. that name at all. So this is what we're talking about. <laughs> it's, it's weird, I mean... But of course, as we're talking about it, it something goes off. We... It's, it's been going on a lot, um, a lot of activity, and you can almost feel the presence of spirit. It's just the room gets really, really cold. You can't warm it up in here. No, and it could be 72 degrees, and it's like there's still a, sh a chill you can't shake. Yeah, and it's not just in here, but yesterday you brought the Himalayan lamp back out. Yep. And plugged it in, and Salt it lamp. feels very different in here, right? It really does, it, uh, and I don't know, just because being crappy night's sleep and Last night it was just so tired and you had couldn't force it or if it was a lamp or what. But the, even the energy feels more comfortable in here. It's not, it's not raw feeling. The animals seem very good. They're very calm. The other day, something very cool happened, and I'm actually going to play this for you guys I about that. off That's my good. phone. Um, trying to figure out how to take phone calls for podcasts, and we're having a hard time trying to get this to work, so any advice would be appreciated. But... <laughs> I was trying a different online service and I accidentally dialed John's cell phone instead of what I wanted to dial, which was Power Compass. And, uh, and my phone never rang. His phone never rang. The ring sounds really funny here. And it's something John and I always say, you know, that there's a key to everything. There's a key to unlock something. You know, you, there's a key in everything, basically. So listen to the ring. Listen to the voice. And uh, it sounds garbled, but I think it's because it was coming across a dimension. So I'm going to play this. Please get the key, is the voice. Uh, and I listened to it about a hundred times that day and I was so excited though I wanted I couldn't wait to show John that that night I, I wouldn't even text it to him because I want to see his face it's different uh, we talk about keys I actually dial his phone number and this guy's looking for saying please get the key before it's answered during the ringing process yeah I don't know to, to me I don't think it gets much cooler than that but that's the electronic stuff we're talking about that's this it's been crazy no, it's uh, it's definitely increased uh, in the in power, and we're finding the power of the word is getting stronger uh, lately for us. And I'm not sure what the reason is behind it, but I do know this much: 
I know that John made my phone hang up the other night. Okay, because this goes back. If you listen to other podcasts, you know about him shutting off the the power at the restaurant. And we were joking around the other day prior to what he did, and he's like, he's like, remember that that night or day? I said, that's it. I'm going off grid. Well, he shut down the internet for two days. <laughs> for two days, there was no internet. And he was frustrated because he couldn't go on grid. And the other night, we were talking about how my, he's not getting some of my text messages, I'm not getting some of his, and he goes, you know, maybe it's just a blip in your phone and it, it's not getting signal. As soon as he said it, my phone hung up. <laughs> I called him back, I'm like, thanks a lot. <laughs> I don't think we realize how much we create, good and bad, by the words we say, but there's definitely something going on, uh, spirit-wise, I don't know if it's human technology just but just this morning we had an interesting it's everything is interesting to to us i don't know maybe we're like puppies but um we're outside we we, we got a snowstorm here last night and he says did the plow go by yet nope 15 seconds later guess what we went by here comes the plow so there you go you want it you asked for it you got it well maybe we're just you know Hacking the Matrix, and that's what it is. We're starting to have more... We're recognizing more how much we affect it. And, But there's also things being tapped in in another way, too. Um, I'm going to express a couple of things that's happened to me. and There's one with John. I wish it... I hope he does, and but I don't know how he feels about it, so I'm not going to ask him, but he'll know what I'm talking about. And that is... Uh, so, less than a week ago, I'm coming down... To visit, and I get the radio on, and in the air tonight comes on. It's Phil Collins. John texts me, and he says, "Do you have any idea or reason understand why I have in the air tonight just started playing in my head?" <laughs> yeah, because it's on the radio. <laughs> you know, so that's something that's hard to explain. The uh, Friday night, I was coming down to visit, and uh, I turned on the radio, and I thought I'd really like to hear some Mellencamp. And about two songs in, they kicked him with Jack and Diane. So I was really, uh, you think about that song titles, linking over to somebody's name too. You can think about the name and have that happen. So, oh, you know, it's true. I lost a cousin last week and I was going to search for obituary online, which is still not there. And I thought about it. I didn't do it. I didn't look it up online. 30 seconds later, we're listening to music and the song Amy comes on and that was her name. And that is so, very so, cool. So it's kind of it's kind of comical how it's almost like you're constantly interacting with it. But that is very cool. And you know, is it a, a dream matrix? Who knows? But uh, but is it contact? Is it? Oh, I think it's reaching out to us. But I think other other species are rec- reaching out to us as well. And maybe that's what those abduction things were all about as a kid. Maybe maybe that was just part of this new plan. And when we incorporate, you know. Like Star Wars, you know, we start going on beyond our, our realm to other civilizations. I actually like that that line of thinking. And the other thing that's been going on has been some of the animals are really crazy. Uh, John had a squirrel trying to attack him through the window. That was weird. You know, Jumped right up on the screen. Never did that before. Several times. So, that, I mean, we're not, we're not as structured as most podcast people yet. We still like kind of feeling our way through here. But... We like to share different ideas and make people think. And, you know, we love feedback. If somebody has comments about it, please leave them. I mean, it might stem into another whole way of thinking. That's yeah. how we share things. And oh, I agree. I, I do agree. Well, you said you couldn't 
the last few days, you, you couldn't get rested. No, but I felt good the past two days. But you explained how much how much time that you've had, uh, how, how much energies, that weird things. Would you say there was an eclipse, a full moon, a new oh, yeah, moon? Yeah, we had a lot right after the eclipse. It was it Wednesday, Thursday, I think it was. You know, a whole bunch of stuff. Let's get the Olympics going on yeah, right now. It's, it's speeding things up. There's no doubt about it. So when the energy happens. And in, uh, in the next week or two, we're going to be uh, having a guest on the show, uh, Dr. Eric Rutberg. Um, he's a psychologist. Um, so that should be an interesting one. Uh, us, uh, Our opinions, his opinions, thoughts, takes. See what happens. I get a feeling we're going to end up talking about some more superpower stuff and... Because he's he's right into the superhero stuff as well. Yeah, it'll be a good it'll be a good show, no doubt about it. Might be a longer one, but uh, anyway, we want to thank you folks for tuning in. We really enjoy this time. Like again, we'd like to hear your feedback, and we hope to get a call line going eventually. Uh, we're still working on it, so if you have any feedback about that, we'd love to hear hints. Yeah, we're using the uh, Scarlet Six I Six interface, and uh, can't really find much on there about how to make it happen. So, yeah, uh, any advice on that would be great. So, uh, I'm Brian again. Thanks for listening. We're bouncing around right now, but we're still trying to find our way. And I'm John. We hope you folks have a great week. And, again, thanks for tuning in.